your heart kind of sinks when the consensus at City Hall seems to be that they're, well, the headline says it all in the Star this morning, no fast or easy answers to make the TTC safe. That's true. But whenever we discuss crime and mental illness and drug addiction, people always say, well, we have long-term solutions. We need a, we need a quick fix right now. And if that is even, you know, symbolic, I think Torontonians might feel just a little bit better about their public transit if they saw uniformed officers more frequently on it. Yesterday, John Burnside was on round one. He is the head of, he's the chair of the TTC commission. And he said that, you know, I mean, basically he was hewing to the same talking point that there are no quick fixes. First off, we um, need to recognize, and I think most people now do, that the problems on the TTC are the problems in the city that have migrated onto the TTC. First off, TTC is not a social service agency. It shouldn't be used as one. Uh, so how do we fix that? First of all, we need a comprehensive plan. The TTC moves people around. They're not a security agency. We need someone, and I'm going to be really pushing Rick Leary on this, to come in, look at it from a holistic standpoint, look at all the various aspects. Someone that has the knowledge, not just from a policing perspective, but from every perspective. Now, one of the longer-term issues is definitely drug addiction and mental health. And when I was talking with John Tory, who was mayor at the time, um, on our morning show some time ago, after one other outrageous episode on the TTC, um, I, I said, you know, basically, what are we going to do about it? And he got a little short because he said, listen, I can't control for everything. You don't, do you take people who are mentally ill to jail? Do you take them to the hospital where they can check themselves out? They need treatment and they're not getting it. So they end up in a place where they either do something that is, you know, profoundly antisocial or uh, they end up on the street, as you say. And so this is part of the perplexing thing. And, you, you know, you called the mayor this morning, which is fine. I'm happy to be called and have to answer as best I can. But we all have to work at this. And you might as well have made the call in some of these cases you've mentioned to the Minister of Health, you know, to ask about, about that situation. Oh, I plan to. All right. Joining us right now is the Associate Minister of Mental Health and Addictions, Michael Tobolo. It's nice to have you back, sir. Good morning, John. Nice to be back on the show. Okay, so, I mean, what's your reaction to what John Tory just said in that clip? I realize it's from the archive, but he was saying we can't just incarcerate people. We can't just take them to the hospital where they're going to check themselves out. But I think we can admit we currently, and over the last six months or so, there is an issue out there on the streets of people with mental health and drug addiction issues. And I know from the stats, there's an intersection. They're not always, you know, not everybody who suffers from mental health issues is a drug addict and vice versa. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the comment that John made is, is quite true, and, and um, the comment before that in terms of uh, the role of the TTC, there, there's, uh, there's, there's been an increase in terms of not just uh, violence, but uh, substance use uh, as a result of the, the three years that we've had with COVID-19. We recognize that, and as part of the plans that the government had invested $190 million over and above the $525 million to ensure that we put some, what we believe to be adequate supports to, uh, to assist. The violence that we're seeing 
uh, on the transit systems. And it's not just the transit system. We know we saw the violence on, on the street and the impact that it's having on small businesses. Uh, we've also seen the violence in the schools. There's a prevalency towards that because, again, violence is an outward manifestation of, of anger, frustration. Um, and we're addressing it uh, uh, with investments in you know, the past, but we're also making investments out of the new budget as well to ensure that resources are there to help uh, the city of Toronto and actually the, the entire province. Now, over the years, you've made numerous announcements. I'm wondering if you can kind of run down the list of what has actually been realized. I mean, I know that uh, New Addiction Treatment Centre is coming to North Bay. Uh, we've got, uh, in January, I think the announcement was funding for young people and mental health. But where is the money that has been previously announced actually going? Well, we're putting the money into community mental health and addiction services. One of the things that we, we know works well is that when you provide supports and services at the local level, that's when you're going to get the best results. So we've opened up 22 youth wellness hubs around the province. There's thousands of kids that are going there after school and getting supports that they wouldn't otherwise be getting either at home or in the school. We've invested money in specific programming for culturally sensitive services for the black community, for instance, through SAPACY. We've invested in seven locations uh, around the province where we have culturally safe, appropriate services. We've made investments in uh, through, the, through the different organizations that are providing services. Just February of last year, uh, we announced $90 million and it opened 400 treatment beds, which is equivalent to 7,000 treatment spots. And these are focused, many of them, 54% of them, were focused in northern Ontario because we realized the issues up there are significant and impact on the homelessness issues in the cities south of, of, uh, of the province. And so hopefully putting these services in place, and we're starting to see results as a, as a result of those investments. We're also investing in harm reduction programs. We've opened more consumption and treatment sites than, 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 uh, than I think we're at around uh, 17 of them now, and we're continuing looking at opportunities to open more. Mobile health units in rural and remote communities. In Toronto, I, I just recently went with uh, the interim mayor, Jennifer McKelvey, to visit the Dover Court uh, Supportive Housing and looking at opportunities. And again, the budget speaks to another $204 million being invested in, in the support of housing. And we'll be looking at providing uh, shelter because, again, the underlying, when you know, when you talk about violence, you have to look at the underlying reasons why we're seeing this, this, uh, this outward manifestation. A lot of it has to do, some of it has to do with drugs and alcohol, but a lot of it has to do with people that are suffering from mental health issues, you know, where there's high emotional distress, where there's deficits in social cognitive or, or information processing, processing uh, activities, uh, a history of, of be, about behaviors. These people need to be seen. And, and, and John, just as a statistic, when the police were on the subways, uh, they apprehended over 200 people. Right. But the interesting part of what, who they apprehended, over 100 of them were given a soft handoff to social services to provide them supports. And these are people that with that help and that support, not only will they be off the subway, but with the wraparound services, they're not going to be using our emergency rooms. They're not going to be in situations where they could potentially be um, uh, you know, harming other individuals. So we're, we're doing the right things. I, I hate to sort 
sort of agree with everyone so far that it does take time to implement these things, but we're moving quickly with significant investments. Another $425 million just announced in the budget specifically to deal with community mental health organizations to give them a 5% increase to be able to not only maintain their services, but also expand and start filling some of the gaps that we know exist in the continuum of care. Okay, Michael Tobolo is with us, the Associate Minister of Mental Health and Addictions. And I agree with you, actually, that I think the police officers deployed to the TTC, um, you know, brought something to the table. I don't know why that operation ended, except perhaps that it was a $1.5 million a month. Would you commit not to funding it, but to approaching the Premier and asking him if the provincial government would backstop the city in restoring that program? Well, John, what we are, I am in contact with the chief, uh, with the, the public, um, the chief medical officer of Toronto. We're looking at solutions and, you know, we're not, we're not forgetting about this or thinking it isn't a significant issue. We are looking at it. And uh, at this point, I can't make any specific commitments, but I can tell right. you we're all well, I, I, But Michael Tobolo, I'm just asking you if you'd approach the Premier on it, because clearly it's unacceptable if that person was suffering from mental illness who uh, stabbed a 16-year-old boy. This has got to end. I, I totally agree with you. And again, we are looking at all options and talking to the people that will be able to deliver the supports and services, whether it be police, public health, social workers, uh, different organizations that we have around the city that are doing incredible work, like the Central Neighborhood House that is out there doing outreach and, and actually helping individuals, connecting them to services. So we're on it. We're going to stay on it. And I know the Premier is very interested in ensuring. I mean, Toronto is the heart of the province. We've got to make sure that Toronto is healthy because the rest of the province will be healthy as well as a result of that. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Great to talk to you. Michael Tobolo, Associate Minister of Mental Health and Addictions, and actually even previous to his political career, he's been heavily involved in addiction issues for a long time. So he certainly understands the scope of the problem, but I'm sure you're as frustrated as I am that everybody's talking about medium and long term, and right now, we just need to find a way to keep the peace until we get all of these addiction centers built and all of these shelters built and all of these uh, social workers deployed.